see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Kilabeach Hall. And welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast. We have a special guest today. I'm sure some of you have seen his uh, his series on Complex, Life at Complex. Uh, you see him by day. You may not know him by night, but I can tell you he's a great person. Word, word. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I am Tony Mui. I work for Complex. And I, I guess you can call me a producer slash host for Life at Complex. So there's my resume right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love modest people like that. They say, yeah, I created Life at Complex and, uh, you know, I'm just doing this little thing, sounding like, sounding like Bam over here and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bam's like, oh, I just did like 10,000 graphics in two yeah, hours. You know, nothing. <laughs> you gotta stay humble at all times. <laughs> That's true, though. That's yes. true, though. Um, a sidebar, did you guys see that uh, Denzel was talking about Cardi B and, and said to her that he liked her music or whatever and said, the, you know, above all, to just stay humble? I'm, I'm a firm believer of that, like just staying humble and just, you know, kind of taking it all in. I think you, you'll be a better person yeah. overall. I'm also a firm believer that there are certain times where you need to flex a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, be humble. anytime Denzel <laughs> speaks, I listen. Yeah. I mean, how That's can That's the rules. Not? Yeah, yeah exactly. how can you yeah. All right. Or he's uh, going to lecture you like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it. So how did you get your job at Complex? Yo, that's crazy. So we're just going <laughs> to jump right into it. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going right into it. I've been applying for mad long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's no real short answer to it, obviously. Um, so let's start back to when I wasn't with Complex. So I used to work at an insurance company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably the the most boring job you can think of. And at the time, I was pursuing an acting career. And on the side, I would just like sneak out to auditions, um, like take an hour and a half lunch breaks, but at different times, because sometimes auditions would be at like three o'clock. And then I I would just make up some like BS excuse, like, oh yeah, no, I was just in the bathroom Mm -hmm. for like an hour and a half. Because nobody's really going to walk by your desk and be like, hold up. He's not here. Let me just stay right here and count like the minutes he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they usually walk by and then they walk away. And if they walk by again, they see you not there. All right, cool, whatever. So I was sneaking out to auditions. wasn't booking anything. Then finally, I was just like, screw it. I'm going to make my own stuff. So at that time, I was still working at the insurance company. I invested in a camera, mm-hmm. brought the camera into work, started vlogging secretively. And... Yeah, I kid you not, I put cameras down and I just walk away and I walk into the frame and I just be like, yo, what's up? It's Tony and I'm in the office, blah, 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 blah. And I would do that for like two months straight, never got caught, never introduced a single coworker (laughs) while I was at the insurance company. So it was literally like a solo show every day. And like I would find creative ways to just like keep it entertaining, whether it be like 
talking to myself here and then moving over here to this side of the couch talking back and then during edit i would just like split it together and just like make a scene out of it mm-hmm. so i was doing that for two months never got caught finally i was just like screw it let me just quit terrible advice to whoever's <laughs> listening or watching don't quit without a backup plan so i was do I, I quit and at the time i was just like studying up on how to edit videos how to creatively come up with different ways to make entertaining videos because i study youtube a lot i just watch everything and i try to yeah i'm sure (laughs) some of your colleagues can attest to it i try to watch everything try to learn and see what they're doing and what can i not do the same as them so for six months i was unemployed just watching going to starbucks using their electricity, their Wi-Fi, <laughs> watching tutorials, editing videos. Like, since I still had a camera, I was just shooting stuff outside. And now I would dump it on my laptop and just start editing. And then I met Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, try to... Are we allowed to say that we try to yeah, hit? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> try to hit up Revolt for a gig. Yeah. Uh, that didn't work out. So then the NBA playoffs was coming around. That's when Cavaliers were playing Go and Say Warriors. A, a company hit me up. Well, I guess I'm jumping ahead of the game, but um, I started watching Bleacher Report, and they were making video memes, crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Just like LeBron flying through the, the arena and just yeah. going to space and then yeah. coming back down. I'm like, yo, that shit is dope. How do I do that? So watch more tutorials, started to figure it out. Um, Mother's, Mother's Day was uh, coming around, and I took this video of the kid doing uh, the nene, and I put my mom's face on the kid. And I literally just put on IG and everybody was like, yo, this shit is hilarious. Like, how'd you do that? Like, what app are you using? I'm like, that ain't an app, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I, once I found out that people really like this stuff, I was like, screw it. Let me just make some with the NBA. So while the finals was uh, happening, this company hit me up um, and they, they wanted me to make 10 video memes for them for the NBA finals. And I said, screw it. I didn't have any income. Yeah, pay me like 200 bucks. I'll, I'll do it. So I made 10 video memes. I put their watermark on it. Then the day of the first game of the NBA Finals, they hit me up and say, yo, we can't use it because we don't have the rights to, to the footage. Like, we might get a lawsuit. I'm like, all right, well, you're still going to pay me, right? Yeah, we're still going to pay you. All right, cool. Then I'll just switch out the watermarks. I'll put my own watermark on it. First game... Golden State Warriors blew them out. I released that first video meme. It's the the cut it video with mm-hmm. the three kids dancing, mm-hmm. and I put Draymond, Steph, and Clay Thompson on there. It goes viral overnight. I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. I'm getting more Instagram followers. I'm like, yo, this is dope. I got nine more of these coming. <laughs> I hope all of these go viral. <laughs> so the next game comes, I drop another one that goes viral too. Then at that time, I was still making photoshops and like all funny memes and stuff like that. And I was tagging Complex. I was tagging Hypebeast, tagging like Bleacher Report, Sports Center, anything that related to that Photoshop or video meme. Mm-hmm. And now looking in hindsight, you know, Complex employees are actually like looking at stuff that is getting tagged on Twitter. I'm sure it's like if I tag you on Twitter, you're going to be like, oh shit, I see it. Mm-hmm. I could choose to address it or not. Now, let me just keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's usually how it is. Yeah. So I was tagging them. And then finally, when those two video memes went viral, 
that's when Complex made like um, so Complex News they they do videos where it's like oh best viral memes of like the week or whatever mm-hmm. and then they put mine as number one and that's how I got to meet Tamara Dia who used to work at at Complex and she was a an anchor there and um, so once I did that those two videos went viral that's when Complex reached out to me and they say hey we we're looking to compete with like some of these other media publications who are starting to get into video memes. So I got hired literally just to do video memes. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's how that's I got tough. my foot into into a complex. All right, so before we, we jump into that, because that's a really, really interesting story. You never were concerned about getting uh, like... Uh, in trouble as far as like filming your co-workers and all this other shit that's like you know it's like yeah. proprietary things yeah. that happen in, in in companies so like did were there was there ever a time where people found out after the fact um what you were doing and then reached out like yo tony what the fuck man what are you doing man you know what at the time when i was working at the insurance company i was like yo this shit is so bad <laughs> i can't see myself here another day and i said screw it if i get caught this day, I'm okay with being fired. Okay. Like, you have to be okay with, like, the consequences if you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. And I was f- perfectly fine. Like, I know it's a, you know, a privacy issue. Anytime you take out a camera and, like, you're invading somebody's privacy, they mm-hmm. have to be comfortable with you first. That's why I never featured any coworkers at the insurance company. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, they're, I was, like, pretty young and they're, like, they have families. And they're like in their 40s, mm-hmm. late 30s. I'm just like, uh, they're going to think like I'm a hooligan. And like, <laughs> what is this kid doing? So I already knew like I was okay with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's one of the things. Like when you go out on a ledge, you got to kind of be comfortable with whatever it comes with it if you believe in your dream. So mm-hmm. and clearly it's worked out for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that, that phrase, uh, keep that same energy. I mean, <laughs> it kind of applies. It's like, yo, you got to... Like if you're gonna do it, just like you understand the consequences yeah, of your definitely. actions. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're at Complex, and I know that like even with my experience at Revolt TV, like in order to develop a series or a concept, sometimes it takes time. It takes uh, you doing it on your own. Um, I did see the Life at Complex. You were posting it first on your YouTube channel before you got it. They were posting it on a Complex YouTube channel. Um, so tell us about how that whole series and concept came about. And, and I guess for whoever is listening, the process that, in, that it takes in order to get the approval for something like that from like a complex or a revolt TV or anything like that. Gotcha. So I got hired to do video memes. In, I started in July 2016. I was making video memes every single day, maybe like two to three a day. And I was making it all the way up to October. Mm-hmm. And October, that's like, for some reason, like they decided, hey, uh, we're going to like shift people around the office, like just to like get the the different departments closer to each other so that we have a better working environment. So we move um, seating assignments. And that day I joined the uh, corporate team, the basketball team. Yeah, your boy can hoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I joined that, that corporate team and I was thinking, flashback. I still had I still have those videos on my YouTube page. It was inactive for like the longest because you know when you get hired by a, a company, you don't have time to like make videos on the side. Mm-hmm. So I thought my YouTube page was dead. So I was like, screw it. Let me just bring a camera to work and record the games at night. 
so that I can have some type of content on my YouTube page just to like, you know, monetize it. Hopefully it gets like a couple pennies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had the camera with me that day and we were moving desks and I literally just took it out of my bag. I was like, yo, let me just film this short, silly clip with my coworker real quick. Took it out. Yo, how do you like this new seat? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, I got one clip. Shit, what the hell am I going to do with this one clip? You can't do anything with this one clip. It's like 15 <laughs> seconds long. All right, screw it. Let me just get some more clips. So throughout the day, filmed more clips, started piecing together a storyline in my head. And then I had all the clips at nighttime. And I was just thinking, well, I could save this for the weekend. Or you just man up and just edit it right now and have some fresh content that's not irrelevant when you post it like a week later. Mm-hmm. So manned up. Edit throughout the night, then posted the next day. Some of my colleagues were, were following me on Twitter, and they saw the, the video link. They were like, oh, shit, that's what you were doing uh, yesterday when you were taking the camera out and putting it in our face. So like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I can do. And they were like, oh, shit, this is dope. Keep doing it. All right, that's all I need, a little encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it then if you're comfortable <laughs> with this. Mind you, the bosses had no idea. They were just like, no, we're just going to focus on our own thing. So kept doing it for like two weeks. Then finally, some of the higher ups, they started seeing it because um, I guess word got around Yeah, that I was like taking the small handheld camera going around. And they started in hindsight, this is all in hindsight, yeah. me looking back now, they were, they were thinking, oh, this is, this is solid gold right here because one, production costs, right? When you think about building a series, costs no money because this guy's doing everything by himself mm-hmm. off a small camera, mm-hmm. location, Everything shot in house. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go outside, rent nothing. All right, cool. And how fast can you turn over the videos daily? Boom. And we're gonna monetize this on on our YouTube page? Oh, say no more. Like, yeah. yeah. This is them thinking about that like like months ahead. So I didn't realize that. I was just like, yo. Are they gonna cut the check? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I was about, well. That's what I was about to say for people that are listening. He, Tony's making a great point of knowing your value, knowing what yeah. companies uh, look for and want, and how you should be able to negotiate your terms. You know, going to these people, you can easily walk into an office and say, "Yo, fam, I edit, I cut, I film, I do everything. Me <laughs> now, cut the check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Segway back to you." <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. And at that time, I was still fairly new to the company. Mind you, I started in July. It was only October. I'm just like, damn, do I really want to like make a power move and be like, yo, I'm going to need this much because I'm doing this much. I was like, nah, let me just, let me prove to them that I can do this. So I was still making video memes during the day, editing throughout the night for like months. I was just getting burnt out. And I was like, at some point, I was like kind of expressing my frustrations and they could kind of see like, yo, this, this guy, Tony's like really putting in that work. Like, what are we going to do? And then finally, you know, ComplexCon comes around. That's the first ever ComplexCon in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. They decide, all right, we're going to, when ComplexCon comes, we're going to transition from your personal YouTube page to the Complex page. So that would be like your, your intro into the Complex demographic. But like, you know, on the side, people who like rock with me, they know that, you know, I started working at Complex and it slowly like started trickling around because like, you know, you have like certain people retweeting it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So even if like 
a majority of the complex demographic didn't know who I was. Still, a little bit of people knew who I was. Um, so then ComplexCon comes around, started introducing myself to the to Complex News page. And then after that, it's just like every single video going forward was on the Complex channel. But mind you, still no word that I was going to get my own show and I was going to stop making video memes until December. December comes around. I get pulled into the office. I'm thinking, oh, shit, the numbers are down. You know, hmm. yo, everything is about views. It's not getting the right views. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, we're going to give you your own show. It's going to be the Life at Complex show so that, you know, it takes some stress off your back. You don't have to make video memes all the time. Mind you, video memes are hard as fuck to make, man. Yeah. <laughs> they take man long to make. Mm-hmm. So they understood, and then they said, "All right, come January, uh, July, 2017, just solely focus on life, life at Complex." Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. And we didn't, st- we didn't talk about any pay bump, nothing like like that. I was just like, I was just happy to have like the show, so I just kept doing it, and then doing it all the way until now. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it takes like take risks you know yeah i could have easily gotten fired like for taking out that camera well that's something about there's a number of times where you probably were in a bad spot just taking risks believing in you know your content and your ability mm-hmm. so how does that how, do, how was the transition now now that you have your own your own uh programming your own show like delegating work is it easier for you or is it, is it still your baby where you're still you know vested and in, in putting in the same amount of hours as you were before you know it's crazy i i'm still doing a lot of work because like i'm still like creatively coming up with like the ideas every single day and i'm still i, I got help like with shooting it and stuff like that mm-hmm. now i'm more like i don't have to hold it like this the camera mm-hmm. i can actually have somebody hold the camera shoot me while i'm like say like i'm talking to like an athlete or a rapper or whatever i can finally have that just solely focus on the interview part instead of like holding the camera make sure it's in focus yeah. make sure both of us on the on the screen so that i got help with editing i'm still editing a majority of it because you know it's all about the edit, how you piece together the story at the end of mm-hmm. the day. And, you know, I'm in control of that. But other than that, it's like still a lot of work. Yeah. Are you like, like, I, you know, I always, I always tell people that even when they're in companies that they themselves have to like build their own quote unquote personal brand. Have you found a way to build your personal brand along with Life at Complex itself? Uh, I would say. I would think so. I mean, I love comedy. Love comedy. Every single Instagram post I have or like tweet I have, I never take it too seriously. I always post like some type of comedic element to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, if if the viewers know anything about me, I don't take anything seriously. Like even like when the comments are roasting the shit out of me, I'm like, <laughs> yo, let me clap back, but let me clap back in like a comedic way. Not mm-hmm. like, yo, you shouldn't have said that. I'm not this. Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. No, it's none of that. It's like, all right, I see what you're saying. It's true. <laughs> all right, you got a good point. Whatever. I take that. You know, yeah. it's like rolling with the punches. Yeah. So yeah, I I've been building my brand as like more of like lighthearted, more comedic. Um, because like I feel like brands would want to work with somebody that's like not a Debbie Downer, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yo, this guy's always positive. All right, cool, yeah. 
yeah, we we would love to work with him. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's the interesting part. We always talk about that a lot mm-hmm. on the show. Is like how social media has changed and evolved so much where people really care about comments and and what's being said like the moment you know something comes out about an artist or an athlete they're they're quick to go to twitter and say yo this shit was not true i was not doing this whatever the case may be do do you see that evolving to the point where you know it then now is like the the resume i guess in a sense like your resume will soon be social media in in a sense that that's you perfectly you said it perfectly yeah i mean i feel like nowadays if people were to do background checks on you they go on ig yeah yo does this guy say anything crazy (laughs) post any crazy holding this the money phone (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean yeah now it's just like i get it you have to watch certain things that you post Mm because you don't want to be reckless with it yeah but if you can get away with saying stuff in like a joking manner and like Cause like it's hard to read a uh, tone with text, mm-hmm. like say that all the time. Like somebody tweets, like like text you, "Yo, where you at?" and it's all caps. It's like, all right, yeah, that's a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, you don't want to post anything crazy, but at the same time, you know, keep it lighthearted. Cause you know, you only got one life to live. Like, yeah. you know, don't be serious all the time. I see a lot of people on social media just like, nah. No, no, no! I can't post that. I can't post that because you know it's 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 not me. I'm like, all right, I get it, you know, but you know, I'm a different category. I'm I'm okay with posting like stuff that, that like self-deprecating stuff that like I know isn't too crazy. So that's where I'm at with that. So what's like an example? Like um, like a lot of hype beasts, right? Say like hype beasts. They love to post like sad pictures of them looking down with like supreme yo <laughs> facts they love to like not look at the camera and they're just like down and they're just like yo i got this fire fit i got these <laughs> these off-white air drawn ones no i'm different i'm like yo i got the air drawn ones i'm gonna show it to your face like this i'm gonna be like yo look at that like yo these are not mine <laughs> i know these are not mine but in this photo, I'm going to say they're mine. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm honest with, with whoever's like watching my IG. So you pretty much just don't go with the fucking social media uh, popping collars that normal people do. Everyone does that. They stunt. Like, I, you know, they bar their friend's clothes or some shit and post a whole fit like, yo, I'm out in these streets. Meanwhile, they ain't got a pot to piss yo, in or nothing. <laughs> my friend one time, he posted a photo. Some guy like used his car for his mixtape album and yeah. try, i like that was his car my friend's like yeah my car just made it to someone's mixtape <laughs> album like what i think that's terrible man like i think authenticity is the greatest tool that you could ever use i think people grasp and, and connect with you more when you're just you you know what i'm saying like you're, the moment you're just you and i think yeah. that's what works for you you don't care like you yeah. you're open to say look i ain't got these kicks but I'm, I'm a friend like I got them. People like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they would appreciate the honesty, I would assume. Yeah, you know that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Wait, hold on. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite people to follow on like Instagram? <sighs> on Instagram. Uh, right now, for me, Will Smith. Yeah. Exactly. He keeps it real, right? Will Smith is great, man. <laughs> like, I think he's only the person, uh, only person right now that I'm avidly following. Like, yeah. he's just interesting like everything that he does is so lighthearted, and 
his stories, the way he tells how he even got to the point of posting that content to me is genius. It's genius. Like mm-hmm. he just posted, um, I think it was like the NASA. And I'm, I'm foggy. Uh, he did. A, uh, he did an Instagram live with a na- um, an astronaut, a NASA astronaut. That, yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah, live from space. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see him trying all these different astronaut foods. Like, oh, this is disgusting. Or oh, that, that's great. Or I'm not eating that. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. real reaction that any one of us in this room would give. And I just think for him, it. Um, I definitely see that boosting him, and I, I know that sounds crazy because it's Will Smith, and yeah. he, you know he's <laughs> world renowned for all of his accolades. But him doing this, I think, puts him in a different light, and, yeah. and it raises him. You know what I mean? Well, it makes him more relatable. It takes that like separation between the regular Joe Schmo and celeb, and it makes it be like, hey, he's a human. He's just like yeah, you. Yeah. Um, for me. I liked Will Smith too, but like I'm weird. Like the way that I look at content is very different for everyone else. Like just the strategy and everything that he puts behind, like why he posts stuff on Instagram and how that connects to what he posts on YouTube and how that connects to what he does on any other social platform. And like, I I can't really say, but I kind of know what Will's strategy is because I know someone who's worked with him. Um, so no, 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 I can't, I can't spill these gems <laughs> right. though because Word, we need I ain't gonna lie, I use those gems <laughs> for a grassroots. So I'm not, I can't gems. be, I can't be right, posting right. those gems right now. Um, but it, it's uh, for me what I think I'm more intrigued with. I mean, of course, like authenticity is key, but I think that like authenticity is becoming that overused word just like content creator or influencer is at this point (laughs) um because i think that like authenticity is now becoming a a mask for people even though they claim that they're authentic but they're not um me like i just i think the best way to kind of describe authenticity is like um it's kind of like what Gary Vaynerchuk said, like documenting. Yeah. Like I think authenticity is just like the content itself is real. It's raw. And the, the least amount of edits it requires, I think makes it better. And that's what makes the content authentic. Like you could be in a video and you can have it be super edited and you say, Oh, that's authentic. But like you could have cut and chopped and screwed whatever you said. And so that doesn't mean that it's authentic. That yeah. just means that it's edited. it's edited. So I think True. like raw content in the form, in the truest form, like an Instagram live, I think that is what authenticity should be more of or be considered in terms of that term. Yeah. So when I think, cause you, I know you, you've taught me a lot about editing and, and, and what that all takes and you clearly have the same mindset. Yeah. Where, where do you see life of complex going? Cause again, this is your baby. You've gotten into this point. You've, you, it, and it again started from you just working in an, uh, in an office to now, where do you envision that show going or where would you like for it to go? Ideally, I would love to, you know how, Okay, so you know how Friends, right? The TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, after that was done, they split it up where it's like they follow different storylines of like other characters. Like I think Joey got his own series. I I don't know how it turned out. It probably turned out terrible because like you know <laughs> they got super old and stuff like that. But yeah. ideally, I would love to if we had the manpower or like you know the the resources to do it. I would love for Life at Complex to branch off into different series where it's just like, it's like 
it's no longer part of the complex YouTube channel, but it's a Life at Complex channel itself. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So it's like a different series is like, all right, you're following this coworker like throughout their day or whatever. And then like this coworker is like on the West Coast following them. Doing so it's kind of like a spiderweb effect. Like yeah, it's kind of it like franchise. Yeah. yeah, and then would follow Aaron and follow me and then follow everyone else, but still showing the life of complex yeah. just outside of. That's actually a really good uh, idea. Do you ever have any concerns though when it comes to that? Because like I know that like based off of what people are saying in the comments, I've looked at the comments on your on your uh, show that uh, there's like quite a lot of men that are very fascinated about some of the women at Complex. <laughs> so wouldn't there be a little bit of a safety concern when it comes to them? Hey, first and foremost, I want to say I did not build this demographic. <laughs> Yo, they are a bunch of savages, man. They thirsty. And, I, you know, obviously when, you're, when you start a new series, you want to be considerate. You, you got to factor in these things. If anyone's not comfortable with it, cool we're, we're nipping in the bud right then and there we won't even start shooting unless they're comfortable so i get that but you know if if it came down to it where like you had to like i guess restructure the name of it just to get away from that demographic then so be it mm -hmm. you know because the demographic is like 98 percent young males i i don't know yeah. and i guess all they want to see is like Hot girls, <laughs> hot girls, supreme <laughs> sneakers, and fucking off white Jordans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't Apple. know. It's also the that's what one thing I learned too is like you got to understand what the demographic wants. Mm -hmm. And I get a, a lot of heat for this too when I'm like, when, when like they hit me up and say, Yo, why didn't you show off this girl or that girl? I'm like, Shit, I ain't a pimp. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, yo, I'm trying to like switch this up so that like I don't feel terrible at the end of the day when I'm like, yo, yeah. just point a camera at, at this person's face because you guys are thirsting over them. You know what I mean? I, like, I hate I hate to ask this, but do you notice something and do you notice how the numbers are affected when you have like a, maybe a fan favorite woman in the video consistently? Yeah, of course. That's the demographic. That's what they want to <laughs> see. Look, if they watch the video and they're like, yo, it's this person not there, they're going to be like, yo, I ain't watching no more. Huh. <laughs> like, yo, chill. Yeah. <laughs> chill. Like, yo, if you don't watch anymore, you might miss some cool stuff like a certain day because anything can happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. With, now, like with the shift with obviously like everyday struggle and everything else, how does that work for you guys? Do you, Have you felt a, a sense of pressure to create better content or to, uh, I guess, stand out more now that, you know, things are kind of shifting in that in that building? I mean, that was a huge, a huge impact on the company. I mean, I'm only one person, so I can only do so much. Yeah. I, I try to, like, not take on all that pressure because I understand, like, at the end of the day, you're not Superman. Mm -hmm. You can't save everybody. Yeah. So you can just try to do the best content that you can do and be happy at the end of the day with your work. And if the people want to rock with you and they want to watch it, then cool. If not... It is what it is. You're happy with your work. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all you can do. I think a lot of people don't factor that in, though. Like, even even me, like, I, I absorb a lot. Like, when I see things happen, I'm, I'm, I worry about it. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's one of the things that you're passionate about. As far as, like, when you're coaching your, your staff or, or your coworkers, I'll say, 
what are some of the qualities that you look for in them to, to you know, obviously bring them on board and then eva- uh, elevate them to the next level? Well, I I try to keep it lighthearted because, like, you, if you've ever worked in, a, like, an office, you know that it's not craziness where it's just, like, even, like, when we're doing this podcast right now, it's, like, quiet. Everybody's, like, mellowed, settled down. But, like, when the camera comes on, it's just, like, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. People want to like, yo, get to the point. Why are you? Why do you have this camera on right now? Mm-hmm. Get to the point. Keep it high energy, and like, keep it entertaining. Mm-hmm. So like that. That's usually when I go up to a coworker, I'll say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Okay, we we got a show coming up. We got to plug that show. How do we plug it in a in a fairly lighthearted comedic way? I just give them that guideline, and then they'll they'll roll with the punches. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. This is kind of like not really random, but it's random in the sense of like the flow of this conversation. Uh, what? Tell us a little about the whole like photoshopping yourself in like photos with yeah. quote unquote hot women and <laughs> models and stuff. Like I've I noticed that like you'll mm. be like they'll have like a photo of them posing in like um, the subway and then you'll photoshop yourself like back in the far right corner just popping out of the wall and just he's, like staring at them. Like he's wearing walls. <laughs> he's wearing walls though. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present this segment of the podcast, <laughs> The Art of Finessing. <laughs> Basically, the reason why I photoshopped myself into like lovely women's uh, Instagram photos is because I would probably never get a photo with them. So you have to finesse it somehow. And if you can't finesse a real photo with them, you might as well just photoshop yourself in there <laughs> and make it look really realistic so that when people look at it, they're like, damn, Tony, you leveled up. <laughs> like, hell yeah, dude. you damn right. Yo, that's finesse again. Oh, my God. Tenth level. Yeah. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And, and if that celebrity happens to see your photo, they like it, cool. Next time I see them in real life, that's my icebreaker. Mm. <laughs> Remember when Level. I photoshopped my the game. <laughs> this levels. Yes. It's like, hey, you're the one that photoshopped yourself in my photo. Yes. How you doing? Mm. Yeah, that's gotta you're- be the ultimate <laughs> shoot your shot. Yo, I tell you this much. So Karuchi, right? She stopped by the office one time and I never met her before. I wasn't really like in tuned with her her uh up to to when someone told me that she was coming through the office. I've always heard of her, you know, with Chris Brown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize, like, how beautiful she was, like, in person. So when I saw her, I was like, what? when I found out that she was coming by the office, I was just like, oh, shoot. I don't really know much about this girl, but let me do some quick research real quick. What does she have going on? And what do I want to, like, do with this guest when they come in? Hold up, I gotta get a photo with this person. But I don't wanna just straight up ask for a photo. So I'm like, all right, let me find a clever way to finesse a photo. So I literally looked at her Instagram, saw that she had six million followers, looked at my Instagram, I'm like, yo, I only got like 2,000 or something like that. Yeah, how do I level up? All right, that's a perfect question for her. Go up to her, hey, Karuchi, you got six million followers, I got 2,000. How do I level up? Simple question, right? Boom, boom, boom. And then, I remember um, Kiki Palmer stopped by like way back. I was like, how do I? I asked her the same question too. And Kiki Palmer told me that I need more black women on my Instagram. 
I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I I told Karuchi that. I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Kiki Palmer told me that I need more black women uh, in my on my Instagram. She was like, yeah, you do. I was like, all right, perfect. Can I get a photo with you? <laughs> she was like, ah, I see what you did there. I was like, yep. And she was like, all right, let's take this photo. Cool. Took the photo, had that photo, put it on IG, tagged her. She didn't like it. Whatever. She got six million followers. She got she get tagged every single day. Whatever. So Complex Con comes around. Um, actually, no, no, no. Hold up. Before Complex Con, like a couple months later, like I had to design my own pair of Vans. It's like, all right, how do I like entice these young, thirsty demographic, like with with like some cool looking Vans? I'm like, all right, let me put a hot girl on there. Put Karu- the photo of me and Karuchi on the Vans. They make it, they send me the vans. I'm like, all right, the next time I see Karuchi, I'm not gonna mention the photo that we took. I'm just gonna show her these vans. Complex Con comes around. I'm like, oh, I, I pray Karuchi's out there. Cause I saw her the first year, and this is the second year, and I just brought it out there just in case she showed up. Yeah. She shows up. I'm like, oh, shoot, let me run to my hotel room real quick. Cause the convention center is connected to the hotel. Yeah. Ran to the hotel room. Got got the vans, ran back. I called her. I was like, "Hey, Karuchi, I got the vans." Bam. She thought it was a major creep, but I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. She put it on her Snapchat. I was like, "Yes, finesse on her on the Snapchat." Talk about a level up story. Yo, it, hey, sometimes like you know how people say you fake it till you make it. Yeah. I mean, you finesse it. That's it. That is a great finesse, though. I that mean, is. He going to give too many people these ideas, though. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, there, there's some crazy people You can get away with it, Tony, but... Yeah, I don't think... It, yeah, you have the personality to kind of pull it off. I think if any one of us tried that shit, it would probably be restraining orders and handcuffs and all types of crazy shit. I feel like, you know, as long as you find a creative way that's, like, lighthearted, you could get away with it. Yeah. It's not like, yo, I'm a pervert. Yo, I just put Karuchi's face on these pair of hands. <laughs> I gotta deliver it to her. Side and then we're gonna have babies. Your, your pervert voice sounds oh, crazy yeah. in my headphones. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it then. You definitely sound like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta we we didn't tell you. Um so we have a, a serial killer list yeah. for our podcast based off of things that people have said. You know, everything from like uh who who Oh my god. There's so many serial yeah. killers. There's enough he would be the Dexter of serial killers only because he's a serial killer that hunts serial killers, but he's a finesser that hunts other finessers with his finesse. Ooh. I want Ooh, all the smoke. It's a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening, I can't wait for y'all to hear this in the All the other serial killers out there, bring that smoke. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, I guess before we close, because um, your story is so it's super ill. I didn't know all this. It's, it's super informative. Um, for inspiring content creators and, mm. and shit like that out there, what's the best advice you would offer? Ooh, um, study. Try to learn everything. Learn everything. Like, even when, when you're listening to this podcast or, like, watching this podcast, think not only what I'm saying, think about, like, the logistics of it, like, yo, where are they sitting right now? Mm-hmm. What room are they in? Why are they holding these mics? Understand, like, how stuff works. Then you can, like, go into creating your own stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, why are they holding these mics up? Because the microphone 
records the audio that goes into the computer and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Why are they recording it? Oh, because, you know, there's this element and this element and this element. If you can understand all the behind the scenes stuff, then being in front of the camera should be cake. Yeah. That's really dope. That's solid. That's really good. Yo, just learn everything, man. Yeah. Be a genius. That's it. Basically. Oh, learn and apply. <laughs> well, I was yeah. about to say and now apply. it's the applying yeah. part too. Yeah. People don't really, we, we often say this a lot, people don't really understand what goes into content creating and just doing a podcast or doing a life at Complex. There's a lot of elements that go into it and I, I don't think it's recognized enough. So it's good to hear someone you know, like you of that stature that's doing it with Complex and, and being able to appreciate and, and you know share information and uh, knowledge. So I think that's dope. Well, I will say this. There, there's still a lot for me to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to like this industry, the entertainment industry and, yeah. like you know, the media industry, it's a lot to learn because at the end of the day, it's all about creating content, but it's also a business, too. Yeah. So. Facts. Facts. So, I mean, uh, I guess for, for the listeners, viewers, everything uh, gave some great insight today. You know, obviously, um, check us out always. Uh, Grassroots Pod, and that's on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Grassroots Podcast on YouTube. We yeah. have a group chat. Yeah. Links in the bio. Be sure to subscribe. Also, feel free to follow Tony. His social media handles will be in the description too. Google me. <laughs> Finesse his way into that. Yahoo. Or me. just Photoshop yourself in his photos. Word. Whichever works. Photoshop me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. I'm Brandon Killer Hall. And we have Tony Moy. <laughs> the serial killer voice. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> we out. Peace. Grass, 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 grass.